I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, September 11th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, a yoga class in the UK had quite the scare when police swarmed their studio mid-meditation. So it turns out a local dog walker called the police thinking the meditating yogis lying on the ground were actually dead. Clearly, the class was focused and in the zone for somebody walking by to think that this group of yogis were dead. That's a crazy story. I don't know how you could confuse the two, and you'd have to make such a big leap to think that that's what was going on, that there was a mass casualty event there, that it is, it's hard for me to believe how I would ever think that. But besides the very alive yoga class that had a rude awakening from their meditation, we've got a great episode for you today, Peak Pals. For our first story, US India score G20 wins at China's expense. For our second story, lithium deposits found in US, maybe world's largest. And for our last story, jobs report sends mixed signals. For our first story, China and Russia's leaders may have decided to skip this year's G20 gathering in New Delhi, but everyone else managed to get along just fine without them. And we'll start why this is a big deal. India and the US emerged as the winners from this year's summit, with both countries advancing some of their own priorities while holding the American-led bloc together on some contentious issues. The U.S. struck a deal with the EU, India, and Middle Eastern countries to build a rail and shipping infrastructure network for trade between the regions, a rival to China's Belt and Road Initiative that's expanded that country's influence in Africa and Asia. India, meanwhile, secured its position as a broker between the West and the Global South, managing to negotiate an 11th-hour joint statement on Russia's war in Ukraine that many observers believed would not happen at all. And to zoom out, China's strategy of minimizing the summit, Xi Jinping chose to skip it altogether, may have backfired, alienating itself from India while bringing the rest of the bloc closer together. A think tank affiliated with the Chinese government attacked India for sabotaging the cooperative atmosphere of the meeting. But finding consensus among the group's members came at the cost of abandoning an explicit condemnation of Russia in the summit's joint declaration, an outcome that Ukraine condemned. Which brings us to the bottom line. The U.S. sees India, now the world's most populous country, as a key partner to counterbalance China. This year's G20 showed they're willing to compromise on other priorities, including Ukraine, for the sake of that relationship. For our second story, heading west for a gold rush, so is 19th century. It's 23 now, and miners these days, they actually want to hear about lithium rather than gold. So lithium is the new gold. Here's what's driving the news. New analysis found that a volcanic crater in Nevada could hold the largest deposit of lithium in the world. The McDermott Caldera could contain up to 40 million tons of lithium metal, nearly double the 21 million tons found in Bolivia's salt flats, previously thought to be the world's largest. And this matters because demand for lithium is forecast to jump tenfold by 2030 as production of batteries, particularly those used in electric vehicles, ramp up. Together, Canada and the U.S. are home to around 6% of the world's proven lithium reserves, leaving us dependent on overseas production to meet demand. But discovering lithium is one thing, but actually getting it out of the ground is another. We won't know for certain that this newly found lithium can be extracted cost-effectively until closer to 2026 when mining is expected to begin. Which brings us to the bottom line. A massive new lithium deposit in the U.S. that's expected to be online by 2026 would dramatically reduce North American dependence on international miners and strengthen local clean energy supply chains. For our third story, the latest job numbers are in and they're sending more mixed signals than a crush 
who likes all of your Instagram stories, but won't answer any of your texts. It's confusing, Peak Pals. Here's what's driving the news. 39,900 net new jobs were added to the economy in August, doubling expectations and keeping the unemployment rate steady at 5.5%. That's what Stats Canada reported. Wage growth was also strong, coming in at 5.2% compared to August of last year and ticking up from July's year-over-year gain of 5%. But not everything is as rosy as headline numbers suggest. More new jobs were added than expected, but the population grew by 100,000 over the same period, meaning the employment rate actually fell slightly. Wages grew, but productivity is falling, meaning that those pay raises are happening because of inflation, which may trouble the Bank of Canada. This all matters because a jobs report may make life difficult for forecasters, but it's not bad news for the economy. A not-too-hot, not-too-cold labor market is exactly what's needed to achieve a quote-unquote soft landing in which inflation comes down without a serious job-killing recession. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Peak Pals, and have a great week.